Hey guys, welcome. Um, thank you guys so much for joining me on the Sports with Life podcast, episode number forty-five. The forty-five, the Jordan return episode of the Sports with Life podcast was ironically was episode seven of the Last Dance, which ironically, Olenka Edgar did a video on, um, which came out this morning actually, early this morning. Um, so go ahead and check it out. I'll link it in the description below. If not, go to the youtube.com slash sports plus life or just search sports plus life in the search bar. Um, hopefully you'll find me. Um, but man, that was just a little bit of a highlight of my weekend. Best part was sports were officially back with the UFC 200, 249, um, going on and, um, on Saturday and it did not disappoint. What in, uh, what an amazing card. <clears throat> Top to bottom. Um, just nonstop action. Just great. Just great. It was all around just an amazing show. Um, UFC 249 delivered and then some. Um, Dana White. Hats off to Dana White. Lifer here. Uh, Sports Just Life podcast. Um, pulled off, you know, the unthinkable and did it, and did it amazingly. Um, the unfortunate part is the only, I guess, blemish. Of the whole weekend was um, Jacare Souza, Ronaldo Jacare Souza, tested positive for COVID nineteen, um, and um, his fight with Yara Hall got scrapped. Got scrapped, um, but he was the only one that tested positive out of the was it so twenty four fighters. So twenty three out of twenty four did not test for COVID nineteen. Everyone got tested, and he was the only one that tested positive. Unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> I don't know exactly how it worked out. Um, I don't know if he had to be quarantined. Um, it looks like they all had their own rooms, their own hotels or whatever, their own spaces. And um, <clears throat> for the most part, it looks like it worked all weekend. Um, if I happen in Jacksonville, J- Jacare lives in Orlando, so not too far. So my assumption is that he's home. He's doing okay, I guess. Um, haven't heard anything else other than that um, because... <clears throat> this card was just that good. It was just unbelievably good. Um, we have so much to talk about too. So let's go from the top bottom to the top. Um, not only UFC going on this weekend though. First, um, what else happened this weekend? Last dance happened this weekend. Money in the bank WWE happened this weekend. And then also the, uh, the undertaker documentary. I think it's called a dead man. I don't remember exactly what it's called on the WWE network popped up and I could, I didn't even watch it. It happened last night. Um, watched the last dance, recorded the baby podcast of the last dance. So still have yet to watch that. <clears throat> so hopefully tonight, maybe tomorrow I'll watch the documentary. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a very special documentary because you're talking about the undertaker. The undertaker has been for the longest time, one of the most secretive, um, just individuals. I mean, not a whole lot of background cameras, you know, that follow him up until just recently. Been been around for what, thirty years, I believe. Has been in the uh, WWE, something crazy like that. Um, and um, it's you know it's, it's definitely something I want to watch. And I mean, we all know the Undertaker. Everyone got scared of everyone, was, especially kids. A lot of kids were scared of the Undertaker. I never forget. We, me, my brother, I think my cousin, Thanksgiving time, we called the WWE hotline, and we got the Undertaker and Paul Barron. It was so cool, but my my parents were pissed because they got a big ass bill because <laughs> it was like 
a dollar ninety nine a minute, two ninety nine, something stupid like that. And um, yeah, we got we got in trouble for it. <laughs> but we got to talk to the Undertaker and the whole Ultimate Warrior. And I can't remember who else it was. I think it was Bret Hart was the other one. <laughs> you guys remember that? Like cost dollar ninety nine a minute. I don't know a lot of like a lot of you creeps used to call like those sex hotlines at dollar ninety nine, two dollars, five dollars a minute. Um, we called, uh, yeah, the WWE hotline. I'll never forget that. That was pretty funny. Um, um, I didn't, the only reason I remember that is because someone else brought it up on a show, and I can't remember. But it's a different podcast. I, th- I think it was. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. It may have been the fighter and the kid because that's usually what I listen to. Um, <clears throat> but um, but yeah, that's that's what's popping off. Um, a lot of stuff slowly coming back. Obviously, baseball came back in South Korea last week. They also announced today that the English government um, announced that today, after June 1st, English Premier League can return, um, which is like, you know, just, the heavens are open up, angels are singing in my ear. It's amazing. Um, but Bundesliga will start back up. The German Bundesliga, Germany uh, per, per Premier League, or that, just to kind of put it in your guys' terms, German, the best league in Germany, um, one of the top tier. Well, I've always said this before, and you can even go back and check the Sports Plus Live, Sports Plus Live podcast. I was at the German Bundesliga, second to the Premier League. So those are the top two leagues that I'm excited, and it looks like they're on their way back. Um, <clears throat> German, but obviously behind closed doors, so no fans. But yeah, we'll talk about that um, in the next Sports Plus Live podcast, episode number 46. Um, when the time is ready, when the time is, when it's time to talk about that, we're going to talk about it. But now it's time to talk about UFC 249. Um, to start out with, I mean, I was ex- excited. Smiling Sam Alvey versus Ryan Spann. Smiling Sam Alvey moved up to 205 pounds, usually fights at middleweight. Tough, tough dude, and he proved to be tough as well. Um <clears throat> It was a good fight. I mean, they're going back and forth. Not a whole lot of takedowns. Um, Sam Alvey's a sneaky, tough dude. Um, you look at him, man. He's a nice dude. Um, you know, he's always smiling. They call him smiling Sam Alvey for amusement, but, you know, he's a vicious dude. He can knock you out if he wants to. And if he, you know, he'll fuck, he'll put you to sleep. Um, <clears throat> and Ryan Spann, just as tough as dude, um, he was up to the challenge as well. And Ryan Spann ended up winning by decision. Um, <clears throat> Big dude Ryan Spann is. So he took a lot of good shots too. Was eating that right hand from uh, Sam Alvey, but um, he Ryan Spann is throwing some really good combos and was landing pretty good too. Um, split decision, so it was right down the pipe. Um, the decisions that happened, there were some that um, were questionable. I'm a multitask here because I can't see out of my damn glasses. I, I don't even know why I'm putting my glasses on, but I have to because I can't see you guys. But, you know, it doesn't matter. Just mind your business. Um, <clears throat> some of the decisions were a little bit questionable. Some of them were just spot on. Like the second card, Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa. Charlie Rosa. Bryce Mitchell probably put on the most dominant performance of the night. Um, Just a jiu-jitsu master class. And I've never seen someone attempt the twister as many times as he did in the fight. Um, he almost had it. I think the second end of the second round, I think he lost time and he would have had that twister. 
Um, if you guys don't know what a twister is, I'll try to link it below if I remember. Um, but look it up. Twister. Tenth Planet. Tenth Planet Twister. Eddie Bravo. The mastermind behind Tenth Planet. The mastermind behind the, the mastermind behind the, the, the Twister. Um, that shit hurts. Someone, uh, well, a friend of mine who does train um, Tenth Planet uh, Jiu Jitsu, is trained with Eddie Bravo, Tony Ferguson, who we've talked about in the same room. I don't know if he trained with him, but he was, he's done some rounds with uh, Eddie Bravo. Um, it was. It's very. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> it hurts. It doesn't feel good at all. Um, it just contorts. I don't know how to explain it. Um, plus the difficulty of putting on that submission, um, in a fight, it's only been done once before. And that was by Korean zombie and, um, and Bryce Mitchell did it, uh, last fight. I think that was on the McGregor card, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I have to look it up. Actually, I'm gonna look it up right now because he's right in front of me. Um, no, that was Overeem Rosenstruck. Okay. So that was back in December. So yeah, the, uh, the other one was November-ish, I think so. Um, <clears throat> dude, it's tough to pull off. You ever see that? Um, I, I, I can't even explain. I'm not even going to try to attempt to explain how you put it on, especially if you're listening to me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, um, or if you're just listening to me. Even if you're watching me, there's no way for me to explain it because I don't, I don't know how to do it. I kind of know, but I'm not going to. I can't demonstrate it right now on this desk in front of this mic um <clears throat> yeah bryce mitchell put on a grappling master class it was it was beautiful and usually grappling matches like that just wrestling or jujitsu matches like that are very boring but bryce mitchell was to the ball how balls to the wall from the opening bell to the closing bell in each round he was all over charlie rosa charlie rosa as a black belt himself no pushover looked like a white belt Guys, let me let me go back. White belts, it goes are the beginners. White belts, blue belts, purple belts, brown belts, black belts, and they all have different stripes, so different levels in between each belt. And black belt, I think the highest one you can get is coral belt, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> and um, Bryce Mitchell made him look average. It was ridiculous. But I get props to Charlie Rosa. Charlie Rosa got out of, I think three different, three or four different arm and head chokes, which you've seen here. I've linked it before on these, uh, in these uh, YouTube channels before. Um, Charlie Rosa defended very, very well. That's why he didn't get beat. Um, that's why he didn't get beat by submission. He did lose the fight, but a very, very dominant grappling, some uh, uh, grappling masterclass by Bryce Mitchell. Um, it was very, very cool. I I enjoyed that fight very well, especially on both sides of the ball, the defense, the offense. Um, determination on both guys. It was very, very, it was very entertaining. Um, you don't really even see that in high level, like jujitsu matches, um, like submission underground, which is still going on. Uh, Metamoris, um, what's the one, the 10th planet one, the one that told you, I can't, the one that Eddie Bravo puts on an edge. I can't remember over the life of me. Is it Metamoris? No, I can't remember. I, I, I should know, but I don't know. And that's going to get me in trouble. Um, now, the Vicente Luque versus Nico Price fight started off the pre, uh, preliminary card on ESPN. Now, I missed this. I didn't miss all of it. I, missed, I caught the end of it. I caught the finish. Um, so I had to watch the replay and um, go back and actually watch the full fight. But what it looked like, Vicente Lucas was putting on... By the way, if you guys are wondering what I was doing, I went to go get food. 
Um, I'm not going to tell you what kind of food because you guys are going to yell at me. Um, everyone wants to go get food. And I don't know why. I don't know what it has been lately. But people are always going to the same fucking place I'm going. Taking up all my space. Taking up all my time. At the same fucking time I'm going to go there. It um, happened last week. Uh, when I went to go get breakfast burritos last weekend. Saturday. Friday. And Saturday. And then um, Saturday again that night. I went to go get food. And people were all up in my grill there. Um, apparently it was Mother's Day and people were getting presents, blah, 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 whatever. Sunday, grocery stores are ridiculously packed, obviously because of Mother's Day. It's getting annoying. Show up in this damn country up already. Go back to regular times. I'm an early person. A lot of these people, places don't open up until like 7 o'clock now. Like especially groceries. I go to work at 6. I'm an early person. I wake up early. I go get shit done before all the, all the other people do. And um, it's, it's just so annoying. Maybe it's my age. Maybe because I'm getting older. Um, a lot of people annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But anyways, that's what I was doing. Um, but Vicente Luque looked like he was doing work. Dropped Nico Price a lot of times. Nico's a tough dude. He wanted to continue. But his eye was just, he was just cut up. He looks like he had like 40, 50 stitches in his face alone. Um, and I said this was going to be a very violent fight. Very good fight. And it was. Um <clears throat> But here's what it is. Got stopped in the third round. Doctor stoppage. Um, Nico Price is a crazy man. Vicente Lucas for real, man. So keep your eye out on Vicente Luque at welterweight division. Carlos Bother, which is Michelle Watterson, was kind of like, I, I wouldn't say boring. It definitely was a, um, it was action, but it wasn't the type of action that we were very, very um, spoiled. The way we started out the first two fights, the Nico Price fight, and then we got into this one, which is like a grappler versus striker. Striker, wow, I can't talk. Grappler versus striker. Um, so it was a little bit more standoffish. Uh, Carlos Baza won by um, by decision, split decision. I believe is what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was going to knock my socks off. But the next fight was pretty crazy. I didn't see it going the way it did. Alexi Olenek versus Fabricio Verdum. Fabricio Verdum, if you don't remember on the last Sports Plus Live podcast, uh, returning from suspension after two years. PEDs look like shit, too, by the way. He did not look good. Um, not like in the sense that he didn't fight well, but in the sense that he looked old. Like he had a stomach. He looked flabby. Like it was just really, really weird to see him. Um, that way, but he fought Alexi Olenek, who looked shredded for 43 years old. I think 43. Let me see. How old is Alexi? Um, the hell's his birthday? 42 years old. He started fighting his first fight, his first professional fight. 1996. You know who was president then? Bill Clinton. His first professional fight all happened in one night. By the way, he won a tournament. Three fights in one night. He won a tournament. His first professional. Dude, that is ridiculous. Hold on, let me see who he's fought. He's fought a lot in uh, Ukraine. Um, let's see if he's fought anyone. He lost to Chelsea and Bulldog. And that was the decision. I'm sure Chelsea is sat on him. Um... <clears throat> Take a look, see if he fought Christian Tushner. You guys remember that? Lost the decision to him. Holy shit. Christian Tushner looks like Barty Rubble. Got it. Yeah. I remember that guy. Um, 
Hold on, hold on. Let me take a look. Bought a lot of M1s. I remember that. Jesse Gibbs, Tiago dos Santos. He beat Tiago dos Santos. Guy, Tiago dos Santos is the guy. If I'm not mistaken. No, it's not him. Maybe something different. My case beaten and lost to Neil Grove. He's a lot of losses. Lost to Jeff Munson. Um, holy shit, Tony Lopez. You guys remember Tony Lopez? Bang. Um, he beat Tony Lopez. This is 2013. Holy shit, this is seven years ago. Jeff Munson beat him, returned him. He beat Mike Micro Krokop by submission in 2013. Uh, beat Jared Roschelt. Um, 2014 in UFC. Beat Travis Brown by submission, a neck crank. Lost to Curtis Blades. Beat Mark Hunt. Um, lost to Overeem and Walt Harris. Dude, this guy has been fighting since 96. That's, I did my math right, Four, 15, 25 years ago. 24 years ago. So he was, what am I doing? 24, 18. Who was 18 when he started fighting? 24 years ago. Holy shit, I didn't know that. I didn't do my homework, guys. That's unbelievable. 42 years old, still fighting. And you look good. Came out on fire that first round. Came out and was just landing these shots. The fact that Verisha Verdum stood and took these shots and survived the first round of that fight, I couldn't believe it. I was like, why? How is he not going down? How is he? He didn't go down. He was eating so many shots. Alexi came at him. Um, second round is a little bit more split down the middle. Third round, I think, went to Verdum. Um, what are you two years old and he's still banging like that? Um, great fight. Alexi Olenek took the split decision. I thought it would have gone Verdum's way, but hey, what are you going to do? That's you know that's life. That's Florida for you. Um, what a fight. It was just crazy. Alexi Olenek, 42 years old, started in 1996 when Bill Clinton was in. So there's been Bill Clinton, there's been George W., Barack Obama, and now Donald Trump. He's fought in like four different, three, four different presidencies. Think about that. Think about that. Um, to round out the preliminary card, another banger, Anthony Pettis versus Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Great fight, man. They went back and forth. They lived up to the expectation. Um, Anthony Pettis took the W, I thought. I thought it was right. I thought it was right. It was a close decision. I thought Cowboy try. I thought they would have scored Cowboys takedowns a little bit differently, um, but they didn't. But I think it was right. I think it was correct in the end. Um, I don't think Cowboy really did anything with those takedowns. So, but great fight, man. And I'm glad to see Cowboy wasn't. Cowboy looked good. I mean, he finished the fight. Didn't get finished. He did eat some couple good shots. I did get rocked once. I didn't get like dropped, but he got rocked pretty good. Um, Towards the end there, down like they were fighting, man. There, this was this was a scrap. Um, Pettis got away with him, poked him in the eye. Towards the end of that, I think the third round or second round, I can't remember. Got away, he got away with it. Um, but nonetheless, great fight. Um, start off the, what the hell is up with my glasses. Um, to start off the uh, main card, Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Weird fight, man. Jorgen DeCastro came out fighting very, very well. Um, won the first round, I believe. We'll talk about that here in a second. But then I think he threw a kick and like he broke something on his foot and couldn't wasn't moving um, right ever since. Um, and Greg Hardy took advantage of it. 
Greg Hardy fought a good fight, man. Um, but you're gonna crash or hurt himself somehow. Um, lost his decision, unanimous decision, um, which I didn't agree with him. I mean, I don't know if I agreed with it, but they gave it. Not that I don't agree with the decision, it's that they give it thirty to twenty-seven. Should have been twenty-nine, twenty-eight. Um, the cash won that first round easily. I don't know what the fuck these guys are watching, but it is what it is. Um, now, the next four fights were all finishes. The last four fights were all finishes. And um, any of these could have won knockout of the night. Easily. Any of these could have won knockout of the night. Um, Calvin Cater versus Jeremy Stevens. Um, they started, they, they were banging, man. They were in there banging. And um, there was a, a punch that landed, that not not landed, but Calvin Cater, Cater threw at the end of the first round. And I was like, dude, if that lands, he's going he's gonna to knock Jeremy Stevens out. He throws what I thought was the same punch and knocks Jeremy Stevens out on his back. And then on the ground, throws two, like a punch and then two or three more elbows that cut Stevens like, bad on his forehead just just bad in slow motion in instant replay it was an elbow just a short i thought it was a right but it was a boom right to his grill that just drops him finishes the fight on the ground i told you guys man um cater is nasty i wouldn't mind seeing cater against gary rodriguez korean zombie um Brian Ortega, um, just to name a few. Um, I would love to see Cater against those type of guys. And I think that's what's next for him. Those top three guys is what you'll see. Maybe even a, um, a Touchy Feely. Touchy Feely, uh, I'm trying to say his name right. That's his nickname, Touchy Feely. Um, Andre Feely. Andre Feely is another good fight. Um, so we'll see how this shit goes. Doohoo Choi, Cub Squanson is still there. 145 pounds if he ever comes back. So a lot of great fights still, 145 pounds. Um, and we'll see how that goes. But, dude, the guy's legit. Um, guy's been around for a long time, and he shows he's he's legit. He's the real deal. So you got to look out for him, 145 pounds. Um, now the, the next fight, Francis Ngannou versus... Uh, um, Jordino, Biggie Boy, Rosenstruck. The face-off lasted longer than the fight. Um, they came out fighting. You could easily tell what Rosenstruck's game plan was because he came out through a jab, throws leg kicks. Um, you know, he was trying to keep a distance for a little bit and probably lay uh, a banger. Um, but, for you know, Francis was like, nope. Bum-rushed him, landed a punch, dropped him, and landed two more against the cage and knocked him out cold. And I mean Cole. He was out for a few minutes. Um, it was a bad knockout. And it was even worse because there was nobody there. You heard every thud. You heard it all. Um, it was freaky scary. Um, it was just scary. Imagine that guy coming at you. How tall is this? Like Francis and gone to what, 6'5"? Six, 6'6", six, six maybe? 6'4". Six, 6'4", four. Six, four, 250, 60 pounds. I think he ended up weighing in about 261, I believe. Just chiseled. Imagine that guy coming at you. Yeah, I'm 6'2", I think. I got to go reimagine myself. 6'2", I think. They give, they give me 6'2". Um, so, I think that's what I've always wanted to look like when I was a kid. 6'4", 6'5", 265 pounds. 
I've always wanted to be that chosen. I always want to be Francis and Gandu, but obviously lighter complected. Um, <clears throat> man, that guy was scary. It was a scary knockout. But who's next for someone like Francis and Gandu? Um, Francis and Gandu. I think you got to give him a title shot. Stephen Miocic doesn't know what he wants to do. He wants to fight, but he doesn't know when. Um, he doesn't want to sign the bottom line. He wants to go out there and fight COVID-19 as a firefighter. I get it, man. I get that you want to do good in your life. But what about, what's paying the bills? What is paying the bills? When this is all said and done, what's going to pay the bills? Um, You have two kids. I think one on the way. You have one already born daughter. You have your wife. You have your family. What's paying your bills? Modelo is still giving you checks for sponsorship, but it's it's fighting. Um, DC has always said he wants to fight one more fight. That's gonna be next one's gonna be his last one. It's got to be for the title and nothing else. And he wants to fight. Obviously, Stephen Miocic get the rematch, the rubber match. It makes sense. Uh, Stephen doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it now. Um, he wants to wait. He wants to wait. See how this all. He wants to do good. Um, I get it. But being a firefighter, man, uh, a volunteer firefighter at that and paying the bills. Um, definitely you have sponsorship. You have this, you have that. Sure. But what pays the bills and what's going to give you the big money is going to be this fight. Uh, you take out Daniel Cormier, you're just, you're probably known as the best heavyweight ever. Um, I think he has to do that. If that doesn't happen, then you're looking at Daniel Cormier versus Francis Ngannou. And Stephen Melcher's already beat Francis Ngannou. Um, it was a good fight. It was a good boxing match. Um, Stephen Melcher's kept his distance, knew how to fight, already fought him. Daniel Cormier is going to have a little bit of a bigger problem because Daniel Cormier is like 5'10", 5'11", at heavyweight, 220 pounds or something like that. Getting that reach in. I mean, Daniel Cormier can knock people out. Um, he's older now. Um, <clears throat> but Francis Ngannou is a, a different monster. Now, this version of Francis Ngannou, could he beat Stephen Miocic? Who knows? Um, I don't know. There's not really anything else other than one of those two fights for Francis Ngannou. So, I don't, I mean, it's going to be a championship or bust, I guess. I mean, there's no way you deny him a championship match somehow. Intermatch of that. So, we'll see. We'll see how everything plays out. Uh, Francis Ngannou came back, fought. Shout out to Rosa Streak for taking the fight. Um, but yeah, we'll see where everything goes. Um, now the next fight, Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz was, was a pretty good fight. Henry Cejudo fought a very, very good fight. Very good fight. Had a great game plan and was executing it very well. Um, Henry Cejudo came to fight, man. And, um, I think if I, I'm not mistaken, I, I might be mistaken. I think if it goes in the first few rounds, that it was going to go to Henry Cejudo, and he, it's exactly what happened. Ended up finishing the fight in the second round, um, which we'll get to the finish here in a second. But Henry Cejudo fought well, man. Throwing good leg kicks, throwing good punches. You could tell Dominic Cruz missing a little bit of a step. Um, wasn't able to time Henry Cejudo's kicks, uh, leg kicks. Henry Cejudo was hitting him very, very hard. And um, with those kicks, and it was just perfect. It was a, the plan was perfect, perfection. Um, going in the second round, um, I think Dominic Cruz finally started getting a feel, started moving around, started peppering uh, Cejudo a little bit. Um, 
And then I think what happened, there was a break in the fight because I think Zahud got kicked in the balls. And then he was like, then he kind of brushed it off a little bit, got back in there. And then a few seconds later, just uh, Dominic Cruz ducked. And Zahud threw a knee and just drops Dominic Cruz right in the, you know, right in the ground. Zahud just lays on top. Boom, boom. Starts punching him, starts punching him, starts punching him. I think he got 11 unanswered shots and then the referee stopped the fight. Yeah, Dominic Cruz is pissed because he was getting up to, you know, he wasn't really defending himself, but he was going, he was on his way of getting back up. Now, in that fight, on the moment, I, I thought that it was a good stoppage. I mean, you had, I mean, you had to err on the side of caution. Um, yeah, he was getting up, but he wasn't defending any shots, and he kept getting up against the cage. Henry Zahuda probably would have landed a good one, dropped him anyways, um, because the first few dropped him, dropped him, hit him with the knee. Dropped him and he got back up. Started getting back up. Henderson Hood dropped him again. Um, I thought it was a good stoppage. Looked at the replay. Still thought it was a good stoppage. I, you know, um, I'm with uh, I think it's Keith Peterson here in this fight. Um, which his name, his name will get brought up here soon. But I thought it was a good stoppage. Um, Henderson Hood deserved that win and he got it. And then. Got the win, defended the title against the best bantamweight. Goes down as probably the best bantamweight, one of the best flyweights. He will never be able to be uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson unless he fights him again. I, um, and then after he uh, retired, got his W, goes out on top, gets a retirement. Has his girl now. They want to start a family. He also said he wants to get into uh, um, real estate. So um, you think about it. I mean, I think it all makes sense. Henderson Hood was well wrestled since he was eleven. Um, at, and he's always wrestled at the highest level, Olympic gold medal winner, um, flyweight champion, bantamweight champion. I think he even won the LFA championship, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it all makes sense. It just makes sense for him to do that. Um, I mean, I think if there's one fight that'll bring him back, it'd probably be the third fight with Demetrius Johnson. I think Demetrius Johnson ends his contract at 1FC and says, hey, Henry, what are you doing? Or they even fight at 1FC. Um, you and I have unfinished business. Um, I finished you. You didn't finish me. Um, we got beef. We got smoke. I think that's one fight he'll come back for. I think for sure that's one fight he'll come back for. Um, I don't think there's any other fight that would bring him out of retirement. If I were him, I wouldn't take any other fight. He already beat Dominic Cruz. You already beat T.J. Dillashaw. You knocked him out. You knocked it out. A cheating T.J. Dillashaw. Um, we'll see. We'll see if this sticks. Everyone, that was, you know, right away people are like, oh, this is a great uh, contract we're getting renegotiation tool and shit like that. Who knows? Maybe it's a ploy. Maybe it's, you know, to get more money. Because he did. He, he's, he's, he said that, you know, I want to get more money and. But he's also voiced his interest in retiring all week, too. He's kind of hinting at it all week. And um, we'll see. He also talked about going back to go wrestle and maybe go back to the Olympics. And um, he said he could be, uh, he could make the team and win another gold medal, is what he was saying. I believe him. But I don't know if he wants to do that again. But once he gets a taste of this freedom, all this good food, you know what I'm saying? Getting some of that ilnana, which is old school tool, old school for getting some of that booty. You know what I'm saying? Getting on the regular. Not training. Training is injury. He's getting cut. He's getting in that cut. He's getting that cut. We'll see. When Dominic Cruz, though, after the fight, um, you know, obviously very upset. 
he felt like he was still in the fight. He was eating some shots. He, I didn't think a lot of them were big shots, but I mean that first one looked pretty bad, and then he an- didn't answer a whole lot of all of them after that. Um, he went on to say, definitely did not agree with the stoppage. Told the referee that, um, you know, don't you know, let me go out, don't stop the fight. Um, which I get it, but the referee has his job to do, and I think he fulfilled his job. I think he did what he's supposed to do. I also do think that in a championship fight, you have to let him go. You have to let him go out like that, man. You, ha- I think you have to. Um, especially in an MMA fight. So many different ways to win. I get it. In boxing, yeah, make that stoppage. Um, probably even make that stoppage, you know. Just like the Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder fight. Where Deontay Wilder was taking a beating. His his corner threw that, threw, threw that towel in. Um, it's different, man. You're getting repeatedly hit in the head where all the other fights, you know, get kept in the body. But yeah, this time was definitely different shots to the head, but not all, you know, we're direct. We were a little, these are little pecs, you know, but I get it. I understand the stoppage. Um, but after that, Dominic Cruz was accusing Keith Peterson of being smelling like cigarettes and alcohol. I don't know if that was a rage. I thought it was probably a little uncalled for. Um, seemed very, very petty. I don't think anyone else said anything other than that. And if you go to Twitter, my Twitter feed, I think it's M-R-A-K-A-C-O is where I posted it. But you can follow me on Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, um, and Instagram. And then Sports Plus Life on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Keith Peterson retweeted. <laughs> the guy said, that was funny. Um, retweeted a picture of Dominic Cruz, like, kind of laid out, you know, after the knee. And he was like, this is me as a picture of me after drinking and smoking all night. Oh, my God. I was laughing pretty hard this morning during the call. Um, I mean, he's not afraid to clap back. And he clapped back. <laughs> so, but that's, I mean, that's what it is. Hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, Dominic Cruz can get a quick return. Um, now, with the belt up for grabs, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's a chance for him to get that belt back. Um, who knows? Maybe a chance to redeem himself. Maybe Dana White agreed with him and said, stop it a little early. But we'll see. Um, there's a vacancy. You got Poterion in the wings. Uh, we got Poterion, Algermain Sterling, definitely Dominic Cruz. I think you can throw him back in the mix. I don't know if they'll throw TJ Dolashaw right in the way of the mix um, when he comes back from suspension. I think in it might be September, maybe January, December, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's how the 135 championship fight, Coleman event went down. But the main attraction of the weekend, and by the mean, I mean not the night, the weekend. Was Tony Ferguson versus Justin Gaethje? Um, I've never—I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. Um, he lived up to expectation and then some. He was violent. He was exciting. It was—he um, was, was still kind of technical. Um, it was God. I don't even know. It was very, very emotional fight. Because you're sitting there, you got two guys, two very violent guys. And I think um, it was pretty cool the way Justin Gaethje was described by Joe Rogan on his podcast, on the JRE podcast. Joe Rogan said, in a sport where the sport is as violent as can be, Justin Gaethje stands out. And I couldn't agree more. Um, Same thing with Tony Ferguson. Tony, I I said this on the last Sports Plus Life podcast when we're reviewing this fight, previewing the fights. Um, Tony Ferguson has a gas tank like none other. And he showed it. 
four rounds. He just kept coming. He kept coming. He even recovered from a couple knockdowns, P- pretty big knockdowns. Um, I told you that uh, Justin Gaethje didn't want to um, capitalize on him, but rightfully so. Um, Tony Ferguson recovered very, very quickly, um, ultimately losing by stoppage in the fifth round, which um, I thought it was just. I thought um, it was a good stoppage. Um, I think it ended up being like a minute left in the round. I can't remember. And the fight in general. And, um, man, Tony Ferguson fought that. I don't know when it happened, but broke his orbital bone at some point during the fight. I don't know when it was because that fifth uh, that fifth, uh, that fifth round is when they stopped it. And then Justin Gaethje threw a jab that, you know, Tony Ferguson just couldn't shake. Um, tried shaking it off, but it was bad. His feet weren't under him. Um this Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje 2.0, is a scary, scary individual because he hits hard. And the fact that Tony Ferguson stood there, if you sit there, like, there's no crowd. You could hear everything. The, the punch is landing. Tony Ferguson wasn't reacting to most of them for about three and a half rounds. He was just eating him, kept coming forward, eating him, kept coming forward, blowing his nose, getting the fucking, getting the blood out of his nose, clearing his head. I mean... It was a stand-up war, and Justin Gaethje was the violent, most the most violent out of the two, um, and he ended up getting the stop. Um, and I th- it was, and you know, I've talked about this before. It takes a village, um, you know, for all these athletes. You had his corner, Luke Adio, former UFC fighter, WWE fighter, WWE WEC WEC fighter, um, and then a master class like um, you know had his brothers. But also master class, master coaches, Trevor Whitman. Um, Trevor Whitman, who's been a part of a bunch of different championships camps. George St. Pierre, Rashad Evans, Brendan, you know, um, you know, Cowboy Cerrone. Um, Nate Marquardt was another one. Um, Rose Now Eunice being another one. So he's breeded a lot of champions. This might be his best one yet. Um, you guys don't know, Justin Gaethje former champion in the World Series of Fighting, which is now known as a Fighters League, I believe, the PFL or Fighters League. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, I mean, he put on exciting fights there, and this probably is the most exciting because it was so it was such a joy. He didn't take a lot of – he didn't take a beat then. You know, he didn't take a beating like he's normally used to. And I thought it was cool, and then what I was bringing up is getting into uh, Trevor Whitman. In between rounds, he said, I think the first round, maybe second round, in between, after the first or second round, he goes, because in the first round, yeah, he goes in the first round, he got, uh, Justin Gaethje got dropped, um, ended up getting up, surviving, um, the second round, you know, Trevor Whitten sits him down and goes, hey, looks him dead in the eye and goes, take 10% off your shots, because Justin Gaethje was throwing haymakers, bombs, um, take 10%, take 10% off your shots, you're trying to kill him, um, land good, clean shots. And that was just one of those adjustments that had to be made. And that goes to the coaching. Um, I didn't hear much of the coaching in between rounds um, for um, Tony Ferguson. Um, you know, I know they did tell him, I think, third round maybe after third round to start doing the year. I think it's like called the year Nagi or I can't remember what it was. Where you kind of dive at his feet and roll with it and try to go to leg lock, try to take him down. I think he tried it once and it didn't succeed very well. But it was in the fourth round when he's already beat up. But I think after the third round, Justin Gaethje's corner, Trevor Woman goes, Hey, 
hey, do you remember what happened when you lost your last two fights? You were having too much fun. You did it twice. Let's relax. Let's keep our eye on the prize. Stop having fun. Let's get to work. Um, so there's just two things that people don't see, people don't recognize um, that makes champions. Um, it's coaching. Just like I've talked about Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson has an understanding of his players. Um, Trevor Whitman has an understanding of his fighter. He knows what it is. And Justin Gage said it perfectly after the fight. It was, you know, I lost twice, but before that we didn't have anything to fix because if it ain't fixed, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, lost twice, one to Dustin Poirier, um, which I believe was winning the fight and then ended up getting caught and Dustin Poirier being, you know, the veteran he is, finished the fight. Same thing with Eddie Alvarez as well. Um, just being a veteran, you just kind of see these things, you've been in those things, especially those two guys, been in wars. Um, it was just, you know, overall a great experience. And I think Justin Gagey, out of anybody on this card, benefited from that fight getting canceled last month. He took that fight on, I think, a week or two weeks' notice. And they get an extra four weeks almost um, to train. And um, they prepare and got the job done. Um, and it speaks a lot volumes to Trevor Whitman, um, Justin Gaethje's willingness to change. Um, change his style, uh, train differently, train better. Um, it's, it, I couldn't. I, I was gonna be more proud of someone I don't even know. It was just it was just crazy. One eighty, different turn. Still a violent guy. Just tuning a couple things. Um, amazing, just amazing. And you have to, you have to, you have to, have to give props to Tony Ferguson. He didn't have to take this fight. He didn't have to. He said, "I'll wait for Khabib." I don't care. He didn't have to take this fight, but he did. That's what champions do. You know, that's what good fighters do. And, um, I feel for him, man. I just, just got to feel for Tony, man. Because guys supposed to fight Khabib five times. You know, there's five different occasions. I don't think this fight's going to happen anymore. And I said that a few podcasts ago, a few episodes ago, this fight's, it doesn't happen in the last, you know, last time, not going to happen now. It just won't happen. You got to feel for Tony Ferguson. But then guys, um, guy seems to be in good spirit. He's up and dancing. He's going to need surgery on his face. Um, but man, I can't, you know, Tony Ferguson's a lifer, man. You got to Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Dana White, all lifers, sports plus lifers. Um, just mad props to Tony Ferguson, man. You got I mean, dude, I don't know too many people who would have stood what he did. He was, I said this after the fight, one of my friends texted me, one of my friends that, you know, has been around Tony Ferguson. I said, I go, dude, I don't know what it is about him, but I'm pretty sure Tony Ferguson has a cure for COVID-19 because you couldn't kill him. It took the ref to stop the fight. You couldn't kill him. You just couldn't put him away, dude. Um, I think for, I think Tony Ferguson got dropped a couple times in that fight. Bad. I mean, and he recovered. Guy's a crazy dude. I wish you guys could have seen it. If you guys didn't see it, you missed out. Um, check it out if you haven't. Um, but what's next? What's next for both of these fighters? So Tony Ferguson, when he recovers, I you know let's see a fight with Dustin Poirier. Maybe another fight with Conor McGregor. Um, let's see if McGregor McGregor could put away this guy. Let's see if all that shit talking he could back up against someone like Tony Ferguson. You saw what Tony Ferguson was doing this weekend. If you saw, 
Maybe in a fight with Dustin Poirier. Who knows? I don't know what's next. I mean, Dustin Poirier is supposed to be fighting um, Dan Hangman. What's his name? Dan Page? Can't remember his name. I always get it wrong, but anyways. Um, yeah. We are... Uh, I think I don't know what's next for Tony Ferguson. Oh, heal up. He's got to heal up, man. He's had He's been training since November. And um, no fights have happened. You know, he's like, I'm, he got sick of waiting. And he's like, well, I'm going to take this fight. Um, and got beat up. I think he lost all five rounds. If, you know, he lost the fight, but also lost every round too, I believe. I mean, if you give him any round, it probably would have been the first round if it were to go to decision. But it didn't matter at the end. At the end, it doesn't even matter. Um, what's next for Justin Gaethje? Obviously, he's Khabib and Merkin Madoff. Um, the ego versus the highlight. It's going to happen. You have to come, you have to merge the titles. Um, when that fight will happen, not sure. Talking for, um, Khabib has gone on record tweeting out saying he'll be ready in July. I think it'll be later than that. I think maybe August, September. Um, I think that's going to be a very scary fight. The thing about Khabib, and we'll obviously definitely talk about this when the time comes. The thing about Khabib, Khabib Nurmagomedov. He doesn't let the fight stay on the stay on the feet as long as someone like Tony Ferguson. Um, he definitely goes for the takedowns. Now, it's not you know he didn't go to Olympics. Justin Gaethje didn't go to Olympics. Habib didn't go to Olympics. So the level of wrestling, I don't know how where they're at as far as compared to the two. Justin Gaethje, we all know, is an All American, Division One All American, one state high school twice. Um, there's levels. I don't know Khabib's levels. Um, so we'll see how this fight plans out. We'll see if he's able to take down someone like Justin Gaethje and keep him down. Um, we'll see if Justin Gaethje is able to land the shots he wants to land on someone like Khabib. Khabib is a tough dude. Um, we'll see. It'll, it'll all plan out, but that's what's next. That's what you're going to see in the lightweight division. Um, but overall... Amazing fights, amazing car, lived up to expectation. Fight of the night, obviously, was Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson, rightfully so. Knock a performance of the night, Justin Gaethje and Francis Ngannou, rightfully so. Um, that was it, man. I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe the um, these cards. Amazing cards. And um, it was an amazing card. And we're going at it again, Wednesday. Today being Monday. Wednesday, you got um, Lionheart. What's his name? I always forget his name. Lionheart Smith. Lionheart Smith. Glover Teixeira versus... Oh, my God. This is pissing me off. Anthony Smith. I can't want to call it Tony, but it's Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, which should be a banger. Both guys love to stand. Both good strikers. Glover getting... I mean, taking some pretty bad knockouts. That knockout of Anthony Johnson um, was pretty bad. Um, I think he lost to Verdum. I can't remember. Let me take a look here. It's going to bother the shit out of me if I don't look. Um, what fight is this? UFC fight night. Um, by the way, UFC fight night. Great. Um,
That's what I just had pulled up. Oh, no, hold on. Um, yeah. Come on, Rodriguez. Finite. Glover. I'll take out his record. Glover. Um, damn, this fight has been canceled twice. <laughs> uh, well, one submission. He's on, he's on three-fight winning streak. He's beaten Carl Robertson, Ian Kuteleba, tough dude, um, by submission, and then Nikita Krylov. Um, so he was undefeated in 2019. Um, lost to Corey Anderson in 2018. Um, who did he get knocked out by? Oh, that's right. Gustafson. In round five. I remember that fight. Um, and then Anthony Johnson fucked him. <laughs> Killed him. And then uh, he beat up Rashad, how Rashad Evans. That's bad. Um, but yeah. That fight, I think, is going to be a very good fight. Great men event. Um, two, Anthony Smith has a rebound from the fight. Uh, one against John Bones, and two, the intruder that came into his house of, like last month. Um, some crackhead, some some dude that was on crackers. And Anthony Smith, if you guys check this out, go check it out. I think it was on ESPN. Um, the dude was eating everything Anthony Smith was given. Anthony Smith, 205 pounds, like 6'3", maybe 6'3", 6'4", 205 pounds. That's um, what he weighs. Probably weighs a whole lot more, 6'4". Um, and just, you know. On a you know world class athlete, striker, fighter, and you couldn't put away this 170 pound crack kid, dude. Crack, it's a different drug, man. Different drug. Um, Glover Teixeira versus Anthony Smith, bangers. Oven Saint Peru versus Ben Rothwell. Ben Rothwell, very awkward fighter, comes at you with different angles. Tough dude, tough dude. Will take you know any shot. Ovin St. Pro moving up from 205 pounds to heavyweight should be the quicker fighter. Uh, former Tennessee uh, volunteer football player, uh, a Q dog. Um, we'll see, man. He should be the quicker fighter going up in heavyweight. You never know, man. He's, he suffered some pretty big losses too, um, pretty big knockouts. So if he gets touched at heavyweight, man, heavyweight's a little bit different as far as power goes. And my fight of the night: Drew Dober versus Alexander Hernandez. Just, just watch. That's all I got to say. Just watch that fight. It's going to be free. I think it's going to be on ESPN um, Plus. Check it out. It's only like five bucks a month. Get it for the month. Cancel it. Five bucks. That's all. You could watch Peyton Manning's places. You could watch uh, Detail. Kobe Bryant's Detail. Now it's um, DC. Carmier does Detail. Um, Peyton Manning does the Detail. Um, obviously, you get Kobe Bryant. And you have, right now, they're doing the Bulls 1998 Detail. I don't know who's all doing it. Dude, those are very, very cool. You got to watch it. Um, Carl Robertson, we just talked about versus Marvin, Marvin Vittori, and then on the undercard, if I remember right, press the wrong thing. Prelims right here. Andre Lasky, the veteran, versus Philip uh, Philippe Lenz. Andre Lasky, two-time UFC champion, I think, um, Strike Force champion, if I'm not mistaken, was it M1? I can't remember what it was. Um, Michael Johnson versus Thiago Moses. Is Thiago Moses the guy who beat? No. I thought I was going to say that was the guy who beat up who beat up uh, Anthony Pettis, but I'm not, not sure. So, Ciara uh, Eubanks versus Sarah Moraes, Gabriel Benavides versus Morales Ferrero, Brian Keller, Bella Keller versus Hunter Azur, and Chase Sherman versus Ike Villanueva. Uh, Isaac Villanueva. I call him Ike because that's what you call people, Isaac. Um, that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, starts to card off heavyweights, bangers. You guys already know, you ever seen heavyweights? Look at the heavyweights. You already know what they do. They love to fight, love to knock people out. Um, but that's a lot, man. There's a lot of it's very heavy uh, UFC mixed martial arts card because that's what we have to talk about right now. Um, 
as far as life goes, that's all that life is. Other than Call of Duty Warzone, which you can find me on Twitch streaming right after I'm done with this. I think I'm going to do four streams this week. Um, Twitch.tv slash MRAKACO. Find me on MRAKACO, Instagram and Twitter. Sports Plus Life on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and YouTube, Sports Plus Life. I gave up on TikTok. If you guys are asking, none of you give a shit. Uh, it's one of those fads, man. Like Vine. Then they had something else after that. It's just one of those things. Not for me. I decided it wasn't for me. You got to know when to Got a no wind fold. And by the way, rest in peace, Kenny Rogers. Rest in peace, little Richard, who we just lost. Rest in peace, um, Ben Stiller's like Jerry Stiller, who just passed away today, actually. Um, know that we lost a lot of people over the weekend, which is uh, very unfortunate. Um, and today we lost, um, in the sports world, the soccer world, the Italian league, to be a specific, a soccer player, 19 years old, passed away from a brain aneurysm doing training at home. Very, very unfortunate, um, so... And there's a lot more people dying of COVID-19, corona, coronavirus. So um, just be aware. Be, um, yeah, just be aware. Be careful. Be safe. Go ahead and like, subscribe, share, hit all the bells. Um, and um, catch me next time. Um, check out the baby podcast I just recorded yesterday. Um, I'll leave it in the description. Try to find the Twister description. Uh, try to leave the Twister demonstration in this description. Try saying that five times fast um that's it man that's all i got for you i'm looking for a whole lot more a lot more announcements coming up regarding the nba season uh, mlb season um soccer obviously starting out the bundesliga starting up in the premier league so look out man sports are on the way back and um hopefully sports are on the way back and more people don't get sensitively killed by this damn virus and by random hillbillies so um, thank you guys very much for tuning in. Thank you guys uh, for sharing. Thank you guys for liking and holler at me. Drop me a line, old school style. I love you guys. Thank you guys for too much tuning in. I'll catch you guys on next Sports Plus Live podcast episode number 46. Let's.